Okay. We're recording, Karen. something I can't do. And that's the story of this show. We are called Snow Horse and the Polar Bear, and we are uh, new at this. We're doing it because it's exciting to unfold a new item in our life. Um, the polar bear has come back into my life. I am Snow Horse. Uh, she's come back after a number of years, seven years, and we're unfolding our friendship. And so that's going to be on air, and you just <laughs> witnessed a tad of it. <laughs> but first, we want to yeah. um, give a lot of uh, gratitude for a few people, and one in particular is um, Ian, the executive producer of the Orion Neighborhood Television, and Joe, who has helped us set up here, and Joey, who is our hero from yesterday, Oh yes, and, and uh, Tracy, who does all the forwarding of uh, information to anyone that's interested. Uh, there are classes here, and that's how we got to use the podcast room here. I've taken a class, and uh, Joe was the instructor, and also his class for uh, studio, that was exciting, using the cameras and all the boards and um, being able to um, check them out afterwards. If you guys care to get involved, you want to come here to Orion Neighborhood Television. Okay, so on with um, Snow Horse and the Polar Bear, and let's see how this goes. Um, one of the things we talked about in our first podcast was the ability to ask for things that you want in life to receive them, to have them come in. Our experience uh, lately has been things that we have had and have lost but called back in. So on our first podcast, we had helped a man who was uh, missing an earring. He had taken off his uh, COVID mask, and it ripped off his diamond earring. We were in a uh, Kroger parking lot. We noticed him looking for something. We went over volunteering to help him. Ultimately, there were about five people that showed up to oh, help. Yes. And, I, and, and, the, and the basic message um, that I put out there is that when you have an item that's lost, and this can be a child that's run away, this can be a, um, an, a, a, the earring, this can be, like yesterday for me, a bird that was, um, oh, the cage was mangled by a hawk or an owl, and uh, the bird got loose. It was a love bird, and I was able to call it back. And that's exciting because it was a rescue bird and, and had never been handled. So what you do, we're giving instruction here. If you would uh, pay close attention, we're going to give a lot of information over the course of time. And this is that you picture the item or the person or the animal that is wayward on some level, and you speak to it. If it's an item, you're able to say, look, you belong to me. So we were able to teach Larry, and, um, and Karen had been a, a student of mine. Then she became a, um, uh, uh, I became a mentor, and uh, ultimately we are friends, really great friends, and uh, we worked through a lot of things. So in this case, um, this was calling out to the diamond and saying, look, you belong to me, meaning Larry. This is who I'm talking to at the time. And that you visualize it and say, you need to show me where you are or bring me or come to me safely. And so Karen put that to use. And um, Karen is the polar bear, and I'm Lisa Berry. I'm the uh, called snow horse. So moving forward, um, polar bear, why don't you explain short, briefly, about what you did yesterday, and then we'll talk about uh, what happened last night. Yesterday? Or you mean what? The earring. The earring. The, you earring. Know, th the process that you went through in order to find the earring, because ultimately it showed itself to you. I was talking to the earring to show itself to me. I was saying an earring, I know you bounced, you rolled, and I was talking to the earring, but actually the earring was talking to me. Excellent. And it drew me right to where it was, and it's a miracle. I it was a, it, thank you, Jesus. It was a miracle. Oh, I seen uh, it because it was facing, it was in a crevice, like this dirt, and 
face the, the diamond was facing the brick that, wall. That, that brick pillar, the pillar. pillar. The pillar, yes. Yep. And uh, I just seen it. How it, cool was that? It was very cool. The and look, the look on, on his face. Oh, my gosh. Priceless. I'll never, I get chills just yeah. seeing his look. Yeah, he was, he was stunned. He was stunned that we stopped to help. Yeah, and everybody was like, "What are you looking for?" And right. Everybody seen us looking, and more people were looking, and everybody's looking around. In this in this day and age, and the COVID, and people yeah. trying to stay six feet away, everybody had their nose to the grindstone <laughs> looking for the cereals, <laughs> which should have been televised. It was pretty cute. So, so what happened the the following day, which was um, yesterday being Thursday, or actually that night, Wednesday night, when um, uh, I got home to my house. I had uh, gone to put the birds. I rescue a lot of animals and birds in this case. Uh, I had outside in their cages secured and saw that one had been um, mauled. Now, I didn't see any evidence of the bird being damaged, so I expected it was alive, but it, it, it was going to live through the night. Now the owls are out and, and um, other critters are there, and it's never been out of the cage. And you know, I went to bed trusting God that that is what um, my source is. You can call it creator or whatever you want. I just... Um, I have to put a title to it, and I put it in a male category because it's, an, a, to me, an authoritative figure of the male variety like a father, and that's why I uh, use the, the reference like that. And so I spoke to God. I said, look, I'm, I'm going to go to bed and rest. I expect the bird to be safe. And in the morning, I, I went about my day. He wasn't anywhere to be found. That evening, about 7 o'clock, I was, oh, I was exhausted just from the experience of the day before and the first podcast. And... Um, was going to take a nap, and then, um, but I was compelled to go out to where the birds were. I mean, exhausted as I was, you know, I followed that inkling just like um, the polar bear did with the voice of the earring. And yes, inanimate objects have voices. And so that's the only way she knew that it bounced and rolled. She wouldn't have known that if the earring hadn't have told her. That's the key. That's correct. That's the key. That's, that's I mean, it's yeah. a, it, well, sometimes you don't know why you're thinking what you're thinking or the notions or how you come to know something or do something. And if you listen really carefully, you're going to know that there are other entities and items talking. So on the, on the bird issue, so I, was, I, I, I heard it chirping. I got the other birds to chirp. You know, I'm calling it in, and, and I, I called the polar bear and asked her to visualize this bird coming into the cage. So I had set up another cage. And the interesting part is the I saw the bird starting to, to circle the house. Now, this bird hadn't been <laughs> out of the kitchen. My neck, it was like a bobblehead. <laughs> i seen that video. And I'm like, yeah, there he goes, over your house. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so I, I heard him chirping, and I, and I um, you know, was visualizing him coming to the cage. But what the bird did do was locate a cage on the other side of the house that had been discarded um, because it was non-functioning. But that bird, who had not been handled whatsoever by anyone, including myself, was sitting on the cage. And I was able, you know, I'm telling God, I'm telling that bird, let me let me come pick you up. We want to <laughs> have you safe, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> lucky, lucky, lucky. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Dive in for the bird. Oh. oh, the poor little bird. He, I mean, he had to be exhausted himself. I've never oh, yeah. seen a little bird that hasn't been out of a cage since he was probably born. Right. And then to be flying in the trees oh, and he was chasing a... him and who knows what. He probably had an adventure on his own. Oh. Like, I'm free. Oh, yeah, and all the other birds are going, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that was miraculous in itself, really. And before the, before the uh, you know, all the rain had been the night before, you know. And so it was exciting to call to the bird. Um, I am noted as an animal communicator. But the thing is, is when it's one of your own, you know, you have to get in the, the – moment of peace you know and give direction and leadership to what you're calling in 
whether it's to calm down for healing or to be retrieved because it's gone off on, off its little rocker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I tend to rock a lot. Polar <laughs> bear's a good rock. I was a rock in the day. <laughs> so, but but calling to things. I mean, you've had that experience, polar bear, more than just that earring. I mean, it's been exciting. I had that this morning. Or this after, yeah, this morning, looking for my garage remote. There you oh, go. How many that, people have lost their keys? How about oh, that? How about losing your garage remote? And looking, looking, looking. I couldn't find it. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And so I go outside, but I have this rental vehicle right now. And uh, I don't have it anymore. I have my car back. Thank you. Did you have my yeah, car tell, back? I have my car back. Folks out there, I just wanted to say that oh. she, her car was in the shop for over a week for a USB was Poor, bad. Period. <laughs> a week. No, well, I had to. You order. did not have your car for over a week. This is true. Okay. At the hands of, it wasn't a motor going down or, no, or no, for the USB port. port. What the Correct. heck? What the heck is that? Anyway, it's and she lived four miles away from the shop. She, they couldn't call her and tell her, "Hey, we need you in a half an hour." But right, it's still a blessing because if I hadn't had the loaner, get the loaner, we wouldn't have been able to load it up. Uh, but duh, stop, duh. don't say that. I okay. have a car. I know, I know. My yeah. my little. I think I lost this battle you, a couple you, of days yeah, ago. Yeah, you're gonna lose yeah. it today too. Okay, because okay. <laughs> never mind. Let's not go into that. <laughs> I just I do want to credit this 2005 <laughs> Scion XB that has 259 thousand miles on it that helped me. Not, number one, it saved my life. I, I was that's a, that's another story. But first, that it has carried over 300 tons of pet food in addition to supplies that I've delivered out to people in need for free so they were are able to keep their animals. You know, one of, one of the things about that is that these people that have animals for their own comfort, if they're not able to keep them, their children are telling them to give them up if they need uh, their own food. The food banks are telling them they need to give them up if they're going to get some food. And I'm telling these people that these elderly, the seniors, the homeless, they need something to wake up to in the morning, something to take care of, something that gives them a reason to live. You know, and that's what animals do for a great number of people, including myself. I mean, it led me he literally here to help others. You know, here in, in Lake Orion, here in um, uh, the podcast to talk about these things, and hopefully we get it sorted out so we make sense to everybody that's listening. But I will say... The, the whole ministry thing, that is, that is not up my alley, but it's, it is exactly what I'm doing. And, and by the way, the, the one that I call God, and people are going to be a little upset. I've said this in the first podcast, but I know he tricked me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a little sucker. I was standing in front of the TV on a Christmas, Christmas, on a Christmas day. Right. On no, a Christmas day. No, <laughs> it was, it was, oh, now we're at Christmas. <laughs> but it's cold out. <laughs> Snow horse. It was a, it was a uh, Sunday, but it was in... February. <laughs> it's like a vortex in my dining room. And being around both the polar bear is like being in a vortex. You get all sucked up into that. She's like a whirlwind. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. You should have been there when I was looking for the remote. Well, you kind of were in and out. You had to let me go. Right. Because you're calling were... to it. I'm calling. It's like you, like you made the point when yes. it's yours. Right. When it's you're trying to find your kit or your keys or your remote. So I'm like calling to the remote. The remote. I cannot find this remote anywhere. So I go out and I just there's in case about power goes out I have a key to unlock my garage. I, so I unlock it and I pull up the door and I covered myself in my robe because it's always dirty and dirt and I had a, a what's a, always dirty and dirt the robe the the garage door oh 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 
So it's always dirty. It comes falling down on you because I've had to deal with this before. Mm-hmm. So I had a robe on, <laughs> put my robe on, and I had a so hoodie. So you uncovered yourself on the bottom half when you put the robe on? The no, no. Of? I'm dressed. I'm fully oh, dressed because oh, oh, oh. I'm running late. Oh, okay. I'm running behind and should have been left. Two hours. Yes. Yes. I'm, yes. Which my son pointed out to me. But we'll go back to that. But that's beside the point. I was like, and I had a hoodie on. So picture me in a pink Victoria's Secret robe. With a hoodie, blue. Yeah, everyone hoodie. out there, please, <laughs> please picture her. Now we're on film here. See, that's that's the one over there. She's yeah. the one with yeah. the pink Victoria. Yeah. You had to say Victoria's Secret. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> then I had my my uh, hoodie from Porch Lake, and so I had a green hoodie or pink hoodie. Doesn't matter. No, I had my lion's hoodie because it's bigger. You know, all this matters. It, it does matter because it's the visual. <laughs> okay. So I'm all, it's hot out there. So I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to, I don't want to get my hair messed up because I know this is going to be dirty. So I unlock it, I pull it up and there's no vehicle in there. Nothing. There's not a, my, the loaner car that I had, the loaner SUV is not there. Where was that? Well, I'd already walked by it when I was looking for the remote outside on the ground. I walked right by it. It was, I never, I was parked it. And I was going to unload it last night and never got to it. And it, it, was, in the, it was in the SUV. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at that. I looked over there and I walked right by it because I'm not used. I'm looking for my car. Uh, the, <laughs> the car blah, that blah, you blah, don't have. For the the car that I don't have. And the SUV <laughs> that I do that I call the tank. But, uh, oh, gosh, I was so happy to get my car back. So oh, happy. Oh, the seats in that tank. Car uh, loaner, what uh, an awful setup that is! What the heck? I got my seat back. I got my Bose sound system back. Oh, oh, I'm in so heaven. you, so you, you, but you did. Did you call to the? Yes, I called to it. I'm like just, and, and you were drawn to it at that point. No, no, I was too far rocking. You, I was rocking. <laughs> right. I'm like going around, and I'm like, this is it. Uh, just not meant to find it. So I unlo- I went out there, and unlocked it. So now they have to. Put it back on the track because once you unlock it, they have to reset. Oh, it. you unlock the door with yes, the key. With the key, in case the power goes out. And you then, you, an fa- and then you found the remote because you got in the car to go pick up. No, no, I him. there was Help no. Here. Now I'm lost. Okay, I open the door, the so, garage door. Right. I pull no, it. I had to push right. it up. No car. No vehicle. Right then. No, nothing. Then. Then I look over, in the park, right over, to my. To my. She doesn't know her left from her right. Can you see on the camera no. what she's trying to, to figure out here? To my right. She needs a passenger in the passenger seat to know that it's a right. So <laughs> when we're driving, I say take a passenger or take a driver. Now watch her on camera. See over there, over there? There's a, she's trying to figure it out. <laughs> well, it's there. It's the truth. It's the truth. So I look over to my right, and there it is, parked. And then I realize, no wonder then I can't remember. find it. Then you remember. Because it's inside the tank. The loaner. Right. So it wasn't lost. It knew where it was. It was, I walked right by it. Right. Had you been listening? If I'd been listening, if I'd been paying attention, if I hadn't right. been going around in a circle trying right. to rush and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. There it was. But it, so to, to get back to the point of calling things in, there are things in life that are meant to be yours. The things that you dream about, those are meant to be yours. A lot of people aren't big, dr- dreaming big enough, so the smaller things aren't coming in because they're supposed to be dreaming bigger. Oh, 
and wanting bigger. That makes sense. You know, with, Maybe it's with, time to well, That's to why I talked to Earring Larry, you know, yeah. was to be able to tell him he wanted a, a house and some property, was picking a certain location because he thought it would be less expensive, and he was trying to get the money. I said, well, what if it didn't cost any money? I mean, the look on his face was, you know, he was shocked. And then, you know, ex explained, you know, the story that was in the podcast about me and my first house at 17. So if you're listening to this and you're wanting something in life, think to yourself, well, maybe I need, maybe I'm supposed to have bigger or better or different, but the item for sure. So if you can wrap your mind around talking to a creator or God of, of that nature or some, the, the one that delivers everything, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, God is the only one with any guarantees. Or a power greater than yourself. If you oh. look at it like that. But well, yeah, but I mean, the ultimate power, there's all sorts of negative power. That's, you right. Know, yeah, so I mean, I mean, if you don't call it by name, it doesn't know you're talking to it. You can't assume. I, I used to, when I was married. <laughs> <laughs> back in the olden days. Did back in the days. Yeah, uh, this buggy, gentleman, yeah. I, I still adore. He's, I, I had to rehome him. He was, he's, a, he's not only handsome, but he's talented in a lot of ways, and I, it just uh, wasn't working for a number of reasons. But anyway, he would walk into a room. I'd be in there, you know, busy in my mind, thinking or processing things of life, whatever. It doesn't even matter. So he walks in the room, and he starts talking. And I'm not paying attention to him. And he got all riled up, and he wanted to know what, you know, why, <laughs> you know, he's all, I said, what are you angry about? He says, I'm talking to you. I said, now, how am I supposed to know that? He says, because there's no one else here in the room. I said, thinking to myself, I must be the only one that talks to myself when I go into the room. <laughs> like, you know, you can address me. Give me a holler. And like, hey, you know, I'm not just sitting there empty-minded waiting for someone to talk to me. So it was, I mean, it is interesting. So, you know, I want to get back to calling into things. It, it. I had a bit of a knowing that there are people that cannot hold back from bringing things home, you know, or multiples of things. They go shopping and they'll get one of every color. Or they'll buy things that they don't even need, things that they're not even looking for. Going into um, garage sales and or uh, Salvation Army or, you know, just a number of places. And, and they, they become, at, you know, through a number of reasons – let's call uh, collectors, hoarders, or people with uh, a lot of commodities. That's one gentleman that c we couldn't get through his the paths in his home. He tried to get his house insured, and he was going on and on about it. And the insurance agent said, well, we'll just take a picture from here up, and, and uh, we just know that you have commodities. You know, he was trying to calm my friend down. So I thought that was a, an interesting way of taking it. But the reason I bring this up, as a, uh, a visionary and a reader, um, number of other gifts I have, is that I had gone through a uh, Salvation Army. I was going uh, to pick up um, goods for animals, the blankets and such. I walked down the um, glass and um, you know, plates and cups and such like that for a friend of mine who collects a certain pattern of dish. As I'm walking through, I see nothing but uh, clear glass and, and crystal and things like that. And in the middle of that were these shot glasses about uh, at least eight, maybe ten, of these black glass shot glasses. Now, I have no need for those. I actually stopped and picked them up, and they stood out. You know, it's easy to be attracted to it. So in my head, I'm thinking, oh, 
you know, back in the day when I back in the back in the day, back in the olden times, <laughs> you know, that only happens after a certain, <laughs> certain age. But anyway, so back in the day, I did have people to my house. I did have functions. I did p- have place settings and takeaways. And one of the things, you know, I thought I was thinking in my head that I was thinking it by myself that I would have in these black shot glasses like M and M's or some sort of candy, and at, at each uh, place setting, so someone, you know, they could take it home when they left. Well, I, I set it down thinking, I don't even do that anymore. So I, I kept walking. And I hear this. I'm just drawn back and saying, you know, you need to go back. You know, so I went back and I thought, all right, well, maybe I could, I'll just take, you know, four of these. They were 25 cents a piece. So I get the blankets for the animals. I, um, I take the four shot glasses home. And I, I really don't need them. I'm not going to have guests of any kind in my home because I prefer the animals now. There's a, there's a whole story behind that, as you well know. I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> so, so I, in my mentoring of people and, and um, uh, the polar bear in particular, this particular lesson I want to share that, you know, I, I've told her that we're telling the audience now, is that in the morning, I had washed the, the uh, shot glasses. I put them in the cupboard. I was getting my coffee ready. I decided to uh, use the shot glass for cream so that it would <laughs> would warm up a little bit or cool down, or, you know, it wouldn't be so cold before I put in the coffee. Absolutely a wasted step. So I, I put the creamer in there. I fixed the coffee. Then I went back and picked up the creamer, and I'm carrying it over to the, the coffee pot as it's percolating. <coughs> and I hear this voice. And I... And it's the shot glass. And it says to me, now this is the first time, you need to know, this is the first time in my life I ever had an inanimate object that was man-made speak. And it said, thank you for using me for milk. I mean, I had tears in my eyes. We were Hmm. talking a shot glass meant for alcohol, made by man out of glass. And it had a voice and did not want to be used for what it was used for. And I know, I do too. And and, and you see the camera? (laughs) (laughs) I know, it went right. So so the thing is, is think of all these people that don't know their hearing voices, that are picking things up and bringing them home, multiples in stacks of things, that these items don't want to be out and about. They want to come home with somebody. And these people that don't know why they're doing it maybe don't know they're hearing a plea from an item that wants to, to come. That's a very good point. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge. You know, now when I pick something up, I'm thinking, you'll, you'll find somebody else, buddy. <laughs> you know, but I actually, 100%, I went back the next day and got the other eight. You know, And they're in a box that I don't use in my home. You know, I'll be to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just sound cool. I just like to see them. Actually. They're just solid black glass. I just like to see them. But please so. give that some thought yes. that when people are misbehaving or items are, you know, jumping out at you or calling to you and you're thinking you need something, think first. Does it need you or do you need it? You know, are you going to find another home for it? The same thing. There are people that rescue animals but are actually, in fact, hoarders. You know, so there's there's a lot of information, and we're kind of winding around here. We're getting used to the podcast. Thank you for putting up with us. And I haven't let the polar bear speak any because she's over there petting a polar bear. That's right. I don't know if anybody's watching this camera thing, but she can. Oh, now you turned around. They can't see it. You have to turn this way. So I see me. No, they see. It. They can oh. see it. I know. But I can't see me, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you. We're new at this. Yeah. Well, so he's, they a little, he's a little birdie, but that's all right. Been through some rough 
So so uh, let's let's speak about what you're doing for your son. Oh, I'm babysitting his cat. It was hard to leave her. I had to go down and get his key um, from for his apartment, and uh, and I love this. I love Sweetie. Her name is Sweetie. She's five pounds, ten years old, and I forget how small she is till you see a, a regular cat. Right. And you realize she's tiny. And, how, and she's five years old. She's ten. She's ten. At least ten. But she was feral when um, his friend's mom took her in because she was uh, going into the garage and stealing food and killing uh, snakes and leaving them <laughs> there for a gift. Giving gifts, off, gifts yeah, taking your food, but I'm going to leave you this snake that was in your garage. She's quite the little hunter. She's got a big voice. Because she doesn't run free now, right? No. she's yeah, No, once they got her into the garage, they... Uh, but took she, her and so they took her to a vet, and she's got her ear clipped, so they know she's a feral. Mm-hmm. And um, they got her shots and got her um, everything tested. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, his friend's parents were keeping her. Mm-hmm. And then when his friend's wife's other cat passed away, she said, "I'll take Sweetie because Sweetie's not big on being around other cats." So when she was in the house, um, his friend's house, mother's house. They have like six cats, and okay. Sweetie had to be put into a, a closet. A closet. A closet, so that she wouldn't attack the other cats. She or couldn't she have been in the bathroom with the window or the basement. Don't get me I don't started. Know. Don't I, get me started. I, they just said closet. I don't know that. I maybe that's not what happened. That my son just said. Well, he said Kayla said that now we're going up into people that you don't know. Right. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> cancel, cancel the closet. But anyway, she is the queen. She is Queen Sweetie now. Right, that's good. She went from eating garbage she's, to and she's got grandma. The whole, she's yeah, but grandma baby. Grandma thing. spoiling her, and she has the best cat food you can possibly get, and she's getting some more. <laughs> what are you feeding her? Oh, don't get me started. Um, well, well, we don't have to advertise. I can't think of the name of it. I gotta see it. Okay. It's been a while because my son's like, she don't need that anymore. She don't need it. But when I'm there, she eats it. So I'm gonna pick some up while he's. A, while he's not looking. Yeah. yeah but, but, well, just keep in mind that animals that have a regular diet, if you change it no, swiftly, you that's can true. have yourself a big old problem to clean up. Yeah, that's true. You know, just, just keep your peepers on that. Yeah. Well, she always liked that dry food. But I get her, actually, she doesn't really care for the wet food. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does like the little treat packs that are just all salmon meat. They're just like little packs and just salmon and little packs of. Yeah, the expensive. Well, yes. You can't go out and get real salmon. It's less expensive if you. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, it was <laughs> for, for her. Oh, of it's course, a special of course. treat. That's right. And then I got her a bed. She has two cat treats, and she has many toys, and she <laughs> just looks at me. But she was real happy to see me today, and it was hard to leave her. I'm like, I'll be back. You're I'll be a, back. You're a, you're a good grandma. Oh, you're she had the place grandma. all cleaned and everything for me, and set me up with the. Have to work the TV with the my phone. Oh, here we go. Right. I, just, I just left it on. Hopefully it's still on. <laughs> it seemed pretty simple, but I don't want to bother him. But uh, And I was running two hours behind. And, right. But he had to tell his friends that, you know, my. I said, tell your friends that it was your mom. He said, I've already told my I'm, friends. I'm sure they're excited no. to hear that a full-grown man has a mother that's <laughs> late keeping him from his, his partying. He <laughs> says, I already told them that it's you, Mom. Right. <laughs> they already know I'm late because. It's your fault. Your mother. Your fault. That's what that's what it's all about. And he chuckled as he laughed. And then I got a text on from him on the way down, mm-hmm. and he's thanking me for t- 
taking the time to come down and stay with her. Right. What I like is when you, you well, you know what? He's going to be listening. Me. He's going to listen to this podcast. And he's going to yeah. hear me. But he's, he's, he's a great, he's a good man. He's a good man. He really is. Well, you're a good mother. Thank you. You know, taking care, I mean, driving all the way down there to t- take him to the vet, take the cat to the vet. Oh, I've spent thousands of dollars on that cat. Right. Just, you know, whatever she needs. But uh, she really looked good when I, I mean, they are talking to her. So I'm excited to spend some time with her, mm-hmm. just me and her, and uh, talk with her. You know what, I'm going to segue into to, um, the ministry I was talking about with what you just said, you know, how much you spent on this cat. Is that um, in that in that um, snowy morning mm-hmm. in February that I told you I heard I heard the scripture come over the television. Actually, it was uh, 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 some sort of preacher was advertising because he wanted a new jet. Now I, I know people can get started on how many of these TV preachers you know want all these fancy things, and I'm going to say this that it, there are those that are uh, well spoken and have a good thing to put out there. In television, it is expensive, and uh, frankly. These people don't shouldn't be standing in line to get on a plane to take a 22-hour flight if they have a pilot's license and want a plane and can get to where they need to go. Just my take on it. You know, I mean, over in abundance, no, there's lots of rich people out there with all sorts of stuff. And, you know, this is America. You know, if you want something, go get it. You know, so he, he had this commercial. Let's get off that track. Mm-hmm. But he had this commercial. It was really well done. And by the way, if you come and take the class here at Lake Orient <laughs> Neighborhood <laughs> Television, you could le- use you could learn to use all the equipment and then and make your own commercials and things. I mean, just oh, there, this there we is go. so cool. I know. I'm so I'm excited. But how fun is this? I mean, the top of, top of the line equipment. Anyway, so back to the the story. So the um, so the guy's wanting an airplane, and I'm standing there having a cup of coffee, looking out at the snow. I can look through this, you know, forty year old maple tree because the leaves are down to my barn, and um, just just a what a what a vision! Sun is shining, the, just a light light snowfall, and the, the 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 words that were spoken that I now know is referred to as scripture said, "Go ye out into all the world, and preach the gospel to all creatures." And I, and I was standing there, and you know I'm I'm just standing, everything's good, no no emotional anything happening, but my body started to cry. And in my head, I'm thinking, what are you crying for? You know, why this right. body of mine was leaking. And, um, you know, I got all emotional about it, and I look out to my barn, and I'm thinking, no, that's, this is, that is not about me. I'm going to take that information, and I'm going to go to the mainstream religion, you know, whenever I'm guided to go into a mainstream church, and talk to the head cheese, which would be a priest or a bishop. I'm sure they don't want to be called a head cheese. <laughs> 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 so my <laughs> first target was the um, uh, oh, it's up in Lapeer. Um, well, it slipped my mind. Anyway, so <laughs> I so I I make an appointment to go in there. Uh, Father Terrian was the one that was there when I spoke with him. Actually, I went to a service first just to see what they were doing. There are lots of stories about this, but anyway, so I asked to to speak with him. I set an appointment. I went to see him, and he actually s- it, it, when I got to see him, he was sitting. A minimum of 20 feet away from me. Yeah. I mean, talk about <laughs> social distancing. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. what, what? You know, he, he sit here, you sit here, and I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, what is going on? You know, I told him that I had been um, uh, raised Catholic for the first nine years, and, and um, I asked him, what does it take to be a Catholic anymore? And he said, well, you, I mean, it's a longer story. I apologize, I'm going here. But I, um, I said, I'm really here to, you know, speak about animals and the, the scripture that I heard, and I just want to know, 
you know, coming from this particular religion, at least nine years, you know, why aren't you, if it's in your book, you know, which happens to be my book also, I said, if it's in your book, why aren't you doing it? He says, well, I've never saw it like that. He says, I, but I can see why you're saying that, but we don't, we don't follow that. Um, we're not doing that. That's not how we do that. I'm thinking, well, that's ridiculous, because in my head I'm thinking, if you're supposed to be out preaching the gospel to every creature, then you are missing technically more than three quarters of the planet. I mean, if every exactly. breath, if every breath, so praise him. And and uh, <laughs> and 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 by giving now, this is controversy, and I'm welcome, welcome, welcoming it. So, it, and the 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 scope of the information says that that God breathed life into man, thereby giving him creating a living soul. So, if God's breath is put into these beings, meaning humans, and they get a living soul, they become a living soul then wouldn't it be true for animals as well? I'm sure there's research out there and people are going to come out at us if they hear this and get all torn up. But the thing is, is this, this, uh, this priest said he doesn't do those kind of things. But I did say, well, at least bring it, let them bring uh, pictures in to your service for healing. You know, if you're not going to let the animals in to hear the word of God. I mean, and I told him, I said, you know, if you would let these people in with their animals that they love, that, that oh, give them pets. a reason to wake up in the morning. They're pets. They're they're they're, they're, like they're, they're like kids. It's like like my grand, like Ex my grandkids. Then that's it's what my grandkids. And that's why this was brought up is because if they would uh, the churches, I told them, I said, you know, you're missing a lot of people. I know you guys like money. <laughs> I'm telling this yeah. guy <laughs> his church. <laughs> I know you guys like money. You know, and the people have the money, but they're not showing up. You know, if you would if you would number one confess the sins of the the the, the things going on with the children. You know, the people are more likely to forgive you as opposed to hiding it. But that was another part of the conversation, and he, he took it. He took it from 20 feet away, but he took <laughs> it. And, and so I went back into saying about the animals. I said, you know, if you allow the animals in, which follows the word that is written, then the animals would hear the word just by you teaching it to the people, and they would bring their wallets and love you enough to give you more money because you're letting them bring the very thing they love, believing on some level you love them too. You know, so you, you know, the animals would bring the people back to the church. You would get the money. The church would grow. The word would get out there. I mean, just it, it s sounded like a. It makes know, sense. Help everybody. Right. Exactly. Now, I don't know. I mean, the, if the word says they, they need it, then I'm just going to go on that. You know, mm -hmm. I don't need to know the ins and outs of why, why and why not. You know, whether they need Jesus or not. You know, the idea is, is, you know, to hear the word of God. So there you are. So. It also, all of this happens to play into me being able to talk with animals and my um, my take on it that the animals are taking things on for people, illnesses, and, and there will be all sorts of conversation on that if you hang in there with us. Yes. Because really this is oh, about yeah. our friendship and me not letting polar bear talk at all. <laughs> <laughs> I try and very Just, good, no, very no. successfully. <laughs> Thanks. I'm holding it in. <laughs> So I'm holding my yeah, little, little yeah. bear. So so then I went over to the, and the point is this is because this new ark ministry that has it has it's it's an amazing situation. I, I mean I didn't I wasn't looking for it and I'm still not looking for it, although I've had it since 2012. So what happened next is I go to um, Life Worship and Training Center. Now this is a couple of years, three years apart, something like that, because I was in no hurry because I was afraid it was coming at me. You know, I knew he's tricking me. I mean I I could feel I can feel what he's up to, meaning God. So I go into Life Worth Up, Worth Up, Worth Up and Training worth Center, <laughs> Worth Up and Training Center, and I, and I'm the uh, you know I I'm I'm the uh, I'm in the parking lot. I'm late as usual. Mm -hmm. I as I'm getting out of the car, I hear God say, 
I want you to tell these people that if they really love their church, that every seat should be filled. And if it isn't filled, they need to question why they're there at all if they're not willing to bring people. And I just told God, I can, I can do that. I'm not shy. <laughs> no, you and, are not. And then I got halfway to the door of this place in, um, in the parking lot, and I hear God say, I want you to tell these people to give every dollar they have on their person to the church today. No, not checks or credit cards or change or whatever. And uh, I said, I could do that. But I also went back to the car and put 10 of the 20 I had on me <laughs> in the car, <laughs> just in case he was meeting me too. So I go, I go in. And it was, a, it, was a, it was an interesting experience because when I went in, it, 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 it appeared to me to be uh, uh, certainly closed off and very dark behind glass doors. So the lights were off. I am not familiar with churches, so bear with me here. Uh, they wanted to, the, there was a woman at the door uh, with a table, and she wanted to know what I wanted. I said, I thought I'd uh, attend the service. So I, uh, uh, she, she took my ID. and What? what <laughs> okay. It was a little weird. Okay. You know, yeah. and, and <laughs> want to know who I was. And then um, she went through the doors, and there were looked like security guards on either side. I mean, they were men in black. <laughs> and um, the, it looked to me to be... Uh, all African American, which is absolutely, I would, I love diversity. So I'm thinking, this is my place. And everybody was doing more than they did in the Catholic Church, I'll tell you. They were off their seats and praising, and it was exciting. So, but she took me by the shoulders and she sat me down next to a woman in red, and she says to this woman, This is, this is Miss Lisa. She, they didn't know me as Snowhorse, and uh, said, um, She's here for the service. You know, just keep an eye on her. If she, there's anything she needs, we'll be sure to help her. <laughs> And in my head, I'm thinking, now I can't bum rush these people and tell them they need to fill this church and give their money, you know. Right. I said, but, and I'm telling God, if you give me an opportunity, I will speak out, but I am not going to be pulled off of somebody, you know, by, you know, rushing in to tell somebody in particular. Like, you know, I, it was identified that there was a bishop in charge there as the head of cheese. <laughs> head cheese, head of cheese, head cheese. So then they, they moved me to in the church, and then ultimately there was something referred to as an altar call at the end of the service. And, oh, let me back up because it was kind of interesting. They, they moved me and sat me next to a, a younger girl, maybe in her 1920, something like that. And the uh, bishop was saying something about the Book of Kings. I did not have a Bible with me, and I, and I would love to say that I've read it, but I have not. I have, I, God talks to me. People point out that when I'm speaking that they can tell me where that scripture's at in the Bible. So that it's, it just gives me confirmation that I can send people to the Bible. And so uh, the gal says to me, as she's fumbling around, I said, do you want me to uh, help you? She said, yeah. She hands me the Bible. I put it between my hands, you know, a hand on either side of the, the covers, and then I just open it up. And it opens to Kings, the exact passage that he was reading, and I hand it to her, <laughs> and I lean up to her, and I said, it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> Now the rumors are spreading, I'm sure. <laughs> but at the end, at the altar call, they said, um, you know, that it was a, a, you know, if you got a, what's it called, a fall off the wagon, or if you want to get back on, if you're, you know, the Jesus thing and, and all that, and I call it. I, I am very lax when I talk like this, and I, I, I know that. But I mean, it, I am respectful because I am a believer in Jesus. Let's not get this this wrong. And um, that I am a, a firm believer in all, all the whole route that Jesus took, Amen. you know, and what he gave and, and uh, the Savior. He is my Lord and Savior. Let's not uh, mistake that information. So uh, anyway, so the it comes and they finally the, the microphone guy, who, whoever's mm -hmm. talking, says, um, 
if anybody wants to join the church. And I think, well, okay, this might get me the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so I raise my hand, and everybody starts applauding, you know, and they, they usher me up on stage, and this this very large woman has me snuggled up. And I'm, I'm not a... Not a peanut myself, you know, but I'm all snuggled up, snuggled up into her bosom, and she's praising God and welcoming me in, and everybody's happy, and and I point, you know, I'm all, my hands are all clasped up against my own neck, you know, trying to, you know, stay in her clutches, and and I point with my finger towards the microphone, and I say to her because her face is right next to mine, all snuggled mm-hmm. up there, <laughs> and I say, can I use that microphone for a minute? And she says, sure. Now in this moment, I'm thinking she is just handing me over her power. I mean, she handed me her microphone. So I stepped away and I said, you know, I, I had a message. I was delivered. This is this is going on. This is that. And and God has told me that this church should be filled. That if you come here and you love this church, you should bring people with you. There should be no end empty seats. And I hear now what I now know is the bishop. He says, "Listen to the word of the Lord." You know, and everybody's like, "There's time." <laughs> they're not applauding. <laughs> but I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, he recognizes I know God." You know, <laughs> and then I say. And the second message is is that for your ultimate dream or wish or concern to be answered within the next, I think it was six weeks, you are to give every dollar you have on your person, you know, no credit cards, no checks, no change, but to give that to the church today. And he stands up, the bishop stands up. And now he's got a SWAT team around him. That's my, <laughs> my, my version of it. You know, eight or ten, you know, men in black. You know, right. sunglasses, the whole thing. Oh, you know, I've never seen it. Oh, oh, it was right. impressive. And, and, and maybe, maybe it was necessary. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I was, you know. We don't know who the bishop is. You know. <laughs> well, you don't. Well, I no, don't. I, no, I don't know. I, I'm just saying I've never seen it in a church before. You know what I mean? But anyway, so it was exciting, all the excitement in there, the singing in there, the praising, the people up off their seats, and it was wonderful. But anyway, so I say this. He says, then he stands up and he says, listen to the prophetess. And I'm thinking, whoop, they just lifted me up. Wow. <laughs> you know, like, well, look at me. You know, I mean, the thing is, is people, when they say the word psychic, there's, there's the difference is that in the, biblically speaking, they talk about fortune tellers. And fortune tellers will tell you everything you want to hear. You know, the idea is, is to be able to see the roadblocks in your way and how to remove them knowing God is the only way. Plain and simple. There's no way I can have the gifts I have if it weren't for God. With my personality and how I, how I think and talk, you know, clearly it is showing that God is not a respecter of any man, meaning any person, that he's going to give to everybody. Otherwise, I wouldn't have as much going on in my life that is such a blessing and miracles. We're talking out and out, life and death miracles. So anyway, so so I, I, I dealt with that church for a little bit, you know, thinking maybe I should be there. Well, clearly I was not. They didn't want to bring animals in. And one of the men in charge, I don't know what his position was, he says, well, you know, we, we're really really not fond of a lot of dogs. Okie dokie. You know, God created everything. It, it would all work out. I mean, there's a plan. Right. Anyway, and because th- sooner or later, man will walk with animals, you know, and they will be like brethren instead of, you know, locked up and caged and mm-hmm. such like that. I mean, it's going to be different, and I'm excited for it. But anyway, more controversy. So then, I, then I'm then i guided to go to a little church that turns out to be an Episcopal church in Romeo, Michigan. It's across from the high school. And uh, I had a Suburban at the time. And again, it's February. And th- this is years in between of going to these places. Just when I'm compelled. So I, I pull into the parking lot over there, and I recognize that this little church has a lot of property. And out loud, I tell God, I said, I knew you were tricking me. 
because a lot of property can house a lot of animals. You know, tractors, trailers, you know, horses. You know. Oh, that's, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh, no, I oh. did. I, I, I pulled into that property. I go, oh, here we go. You know, so then, so I, and, and, and my daily wear, let's say, is a, a World War II Army jacket, you know, jeans, furry boots or Western boots, and an Australian Outback hat, my favorite go-to. So I, I walk in this church. The, there's a little vestibule. The doors to the, uh, it's called Sanctuary, is open. And I see maybe maybe 60 people in there. And uh, just to me, myself and I, it, 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 they, I'm going to just say they look dead. There was no movement. I mean, remember the church I went to before, you know, a year or so earlier. I mean, they were hooping and hollering, you know what I mean? And even in the Catholic Church, there's a lot of noise going on. They're singing and up, people are standing up and down to keep them from falling asleep, exercise. you know? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> up, stand, kneel, down. Right, right, right. Yeah, the, you know, all the prayer thing and everything. And so then, so I uh, I go in and and uh, there's a female in a robe and I'm identifying her as a priest. And I'm thinking, oh, first time I've seen a female priest. And she is literally off the, what I know to be a pulpit and down maybe 15 or not even 15 feet in front of me. And I and she's smiling. She's seeing this person walk through the door, and I'm looking. I'm sure different than the rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and she's smiling and talking, and and I look. I'm looking her up and down. And I look at the bottom of her robe, and she's got cowboy boots on. There you go, kindred spirits. I'm thinking, yeah, I've been tricked. That's what I've been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, what what priest wears cowboy boots? I'm so excited. So anyway, we I go in and and I sit, and after the 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 service that was nothing like the exciting service that was at that Life Force and Training Center. I mean, the word was great, but the, mm-hmm. the, 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 everything else was so calm and so, like, not even calm, not even, it was like people were reporting for duty. Right. You it's know what the, I mean? It's the, uh, but the priest mm-hmm. was exciting. I mean, she had something to say, and she was excited about it. And I, so at the end, she said something about, does anybody have something to say, or is there a testimony? I don't. For, it relayed to whatever she said, and I raise my hand and I get up and tell a, a, a testimony. I will tell it another time because it is a life and death miracle moment for me. Changed me forever, forever. I mean, there's no going back when you see something like that. So anyway, uh, she invited me to lunch afterwards, and in my head, just reality check. I'm thinking, okay, she's either buying a parishioner or perhaps she's a lesbian. All of that's okay, <laughs> you know. But I'm thinking. I've never had, you know, the head cheese come up and say, you want to have lunch, you know. And maybe it was because of the testimony or my passion for it. I, I don't know. I frankly do not know. So we went to the Lake Inn. Um, I haven't been there in a lot of years for a number of reasons, but we went there at, uh, in Lakeville. And um, at the end of the uh, lunch, I told her why I even walked in the door. You know, that I had had this experience. It was an emotional experience for my body anyway. I mean, not mentally, it wasn't. I wasn't, I logged into that. You know, but I felt that, you know, I can deliver that message to go out and preach the gospel to every creature. So she kind of lit up and I said, you know, if you want to do this, I said, I will come and help you. I will do anything you want. If you want me to, to, you know, read from the book, if you want me to clean, you want, if you want, whatever you want, I can pack this church filled with people and animals. That I can do. And she said, well, I, I know that, you know, we have a, a blessing, you know, once a year. Right. And uh, therapy animals can come in. She says, but I don't know about preaching to animals. I said, I'm not telling you to do it or not. It's your book, you know. Yes, it's my book also. But, I mean, that's right. how I was talking to her. So she says, well, let me look into this. So a few weeks later, maybe it was, she called and said she'd like to have lunch. And, and while we were talking, she says, you know, it would have to be outside. And I told God, I said, I would agree to whatever 
you know, that they wanted. Because when God asks you to do something, you, it's best to say yes. So I was saying yes. She says, well, it would have to be outside. No animals in the church. I said, okay. It would have to do this, and we'd have to do that. And I said, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> thinking she's going to do this. You know, I'm excited. I'm going to hand this stuff over, and bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> it may be help, you know. And I said, I will. Uh, you need to know one thing. I will not join a mainstream religion church. I, I see them as clubs. You know, there are rules, and if you don't follow, follow, uh, follow the rules, you're out. You know, and that's not how God treats people, according to me. You know, he's all, you know, the wayward child, he can't wait for you to come back. He's calling, but he's not going to chase you. You know, if you turn and walk away, he's got to let you go because that's free will. You know, so the people that are suffering, they need to know you're suffering because you have separated yourself out. He does not separate you out. You know that. I got chills on that. I got chills on that. I really do. Well, you've had your own experiences. Yes. You know. Anyway, so that, those, we won't go into the preaching yet, but the, yeah, yeah it doesn't mean I sound like I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> right. Anyway, so, so you're yeah, right. So, and thank you for putting up the polar bear with this, is that because it is how this ministry thing started and, uh, you know, how God works. So she comes out the next lunch and she says, well, I, you know, she read all these books. And I said, why, why do you, I mean, there's like four or five scriptures in the book that you follow. What, why do you need to go so far? to other other authors to find out, you know, why this might be right. You really? Know? Yeah. Well, she says to me, not everybody hears the word of God. Not everybody hears God talk. I'm thinking, how is that even possible? I said, he's your father. I mean, as a, as a, a religious person, that's the, the category or the title or the, you know, the father figure that takes care of the family. So it, it didn't even make sense to me that she said that she, it was a gift and she couldn't do it. I'm thinking, okay, well, that's a we have to work on that. But anyway, so she says it's she says that she wrote a letter to the vestry, new word for me. The uh her peeps. Yeah. <laughs> the other the other peeps, the other, other head cheeses. Right. right, the other head cheeses. It's the quarter cheeses. So make uh, the wheel. Right, then make the wheel. Then make the big wheel. So she all right, you them all together and it's a wheel. <laughs> Good job. So uh she says uh it's it's a resounding yes, you can do it. And I, I like like a bug-eyed rabbit or a deer in the headlights. I said, well, what do you mean I can do it? I said, are you saying poof, I'm a preacher? And she said, yes. In short order, I said, I said, I, I you know, I'm not going to sound like you. I'm not going to do it like you. I said, and you know, you know, I swear, right? And she says, well, we all do. I said, I find that hard to believe. Not like I do. <laughs> like a sailor of a past life. You know, I'm doing my best here on the podcast, Joe. <laughs> That's why I can't talk. <laughs> So anyway, so it's important to note this because, and I, I got to this uh, with regards to miracles and how do you know you're doing the right thing and is this for real? So I gathered a few people that I knew, much like Karen, just, just you know, that I either sat with them in, in appointments, readings, or counselings, mentoring, and um, there were six of those, uh, myself and then the priest, and we were at the office pub in Romeo. And they were all excited about maybe having a thing about animals and uh, the other people. And they and they trusted me. Go figure. I mean, they've seen some mm -hmm. miracles. You know, when you see stuff and you can trust somebody that sounds average and not all, you know, follow me. I'm the Buddha or the guru or the whatever. You know, I mean, I, I'm a directional. I'll show you where Jesus is at and God is. And we'll, we'll talk about some angels perhaps. Not much, but yes. I mean, they're out there. They work. Talking shot glasses, we can really have a day. Yes, <laughs> but anyway, so so um, we were at this uh, lunch, and everybody was saying they were going to have an ice cream social. I said, you're going to have ice cream? That's how you're getting people to church? 
you know, do animals, you're feeding your animals ice cream? So anyway, so they decided an ice cream social. I said, okay, let's, I don't have to control everything. And then they said, hey, go figure. So I, so I, uh, just this conversation, <laughs> I'm controlling, is that, yeah. is that uh, I said I wanted a rainbow. And a gal, uh, 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 one of the people, I won't name names, one of the people said, uh, oh, Lisa, you want the Taj Mahal. And uh, I said, no, no, I, I mean, you're, you're talking about um, balloon rainbows and a banner. I said, that is all good. I said, but if I'm supposed to do this, if this is really what I'm supposed to do, I want a real rainbow like Noah, Noah had. I said, I want that rainbow to span the 10 acres across the church from 3 to 3.30. And everybody started laughing. And the priest says out loud, she says, this is uh, Stacy Salas, fabulous preacher and, and accommodating. Holy cow. She says, Lisa, you can't have a rainbow on a dry day. And I say, out in public, at the priest, you know, like subordinate sounding, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I said, clearly you have more faith in science than the God I know. Now, everybody's quiet because I just spoke out in, you know, in a very stern voice to a priest. You know, I, I'm, you know I'm, I, it's only been recently that I ran into a bunch of bishops and priests, you know what I mean? So I had seen them at, you know, a little higher up and needing more respect. And yes, they, they are entitled to respect. But I just, I just figured they had more faith than I was seeing. And so the priest calmed things down, and she started talking, and everybody started talking again, and it was good. I said, you know, I'm just saying. I just, I'm just asking for a rainbow from 3 to 3.30 to span the property in the church. Nobody said another word. So on the day, we, it was hot. We had an EMS there just in case somebody had a heat stroke. We had... Uh, eight foot, we we created eight foot high uh, ice cream cones out of um, plywood that span the acre. Well, like I don't know, probably six of them. I'm thinking that so people could see that they could travel the ten acres with their animals. We had vendors there. We had Native American flute players. We had kids swimming pools that were filled with water all through the property so that no one you know got overheated. I mean, it was fabulous, beautiful day, hot. Oh my gosh, it was hot. Well, I got a call at quarter to three from um, Debbie who owned a uh, doggy daycare uh, in the Metamora. And she said, Lisa, your rainbow's over here at 32 in Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at my watch, and, I, and I'm thinking, perhaps they're kidding. But I said, well, you know, God's a half a mile off. He, you know, he's got 15 minutes, and he needs to bump it over here. And I look at the sky, there's no rainbow. So I go over by the Native American flute players. Fabulous music. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. We wanted it to be beautiful and keep animals calm and people peaceful. It was, oh, it nice. was wonderful. That's great. All of a sudden, oh. the priest starts screaming. You know, Stacy's screaming, and she's running around the, the front of the church. Now, she's in uh, uh, day clothes, not in a robe or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And she's pointing to the sky, and she says, Lisa, it's your rainbow. It's your rainbow. And I look up, and there's the rainbow spanning the church on the property from 3 o'clock to 3.30. Miracle. And the name of, and I had to look it up because, you know, Stacy, I felt she knows some science. So I look it up, and the name of a rainbow on a dry day is called a sun dog. Nice. Leave it to God to give a rainbow called a sun dog mm -hmm. to usher in a new ministry for animals. Amen. And yes. Uh, well, I got chills on that. Big amazing. Oh. And we've got pictures. I mean, come on now. Th this is the God I know. You know, and that wasn't a holy roll of prayer. We weren't holding hands and crying mm -hmm. and praying and all that other stuff and making a spectacle. We weren't on our knees. I mean, in fact, people were saying, no, you can't do that. I'm thinking, hey. <laughs> you know, this is what I'm asking for. And I expected it and just go about my business. And I'm asking the public that is listening 
to know that if it can happen for me, it can happen for you. But it goes from like the first Mm -hmm. podcast. It's not just faith and hope, which is beautiful, but knowing, just like you know your name. If you know your name and you cannot be called anything other than that, except for everybody calls me anything from Catherine to Lisa to Snowhorse to (laughs) Unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) I like a deck of cards. I love all these names that people give me. So um, the point is, is if you know something, you can't unknow it when you know it's true. And that's how well I know God. I know what he will do. I know that, you know, he can do anything. The problem that I'm having, if I have a problem, cancel, cancel, is that people who say, oh, no, God can't do that. I mean, all things are possible with God. Either they are all possible or they are not. And frankly, I am a person who says, if if God isn't the God I know, I don't want to be here anyway. I mean, who? what the heck? I mean, and people have questions about COVID and all these other things outrageous so the point is is there is a ministry for animals we did have uh, i was on the pulpit there's something on i'm sure it's on youtube somewhere i don't know where it went but frankly i don't follow myself i'm busy trying to be me (laughs) (laughs) that's a full-time job oh yeah amen brothers and sisters wait wait, wait, i got i got something for that i just found this here here we go oh i like that Let's see. Joe showed me that. Oh, okay, that's cool. so we are going to wind down, but I want people to know um, about the prayer line that we set up. I'm willing to open myself up for that, and and uh, the polar bear and I myself, Snow Horse. Um, so the phone number, if you're wishing and wanting prayer from someone who knows God, and it's all you know confidential. When you call the number that I'm going to give you, you leave only your first name, your concerns, your desire, and what you're wanting. Please keep it clean. You know, God is watching you. <laughs> Amen. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And God Amen. protects me, and I wouldn't want to be the person that comes oh. against what God has set up. I'm getting chills on that. I mean, I'm just oh, saying, no weapon Ooh. formed against me shall prosper. And that goes for yeah. anyone listening that is a child of God, which is everybody. We're talking everybody. All the people in history that have been horrific are children of God that have listened to the wrong voice. That's true. Just, true. just ask yourself through your day, what voice are you listening to? Your actions will speak to who you are listening to. Chills on that. Amen. That's so true. My polar bear, you are doing magnificent. I am so pleased with all you've been able to do through God. I mean, holy moly. Thank you. So I'm, I'm going to give that number out for the prayer line, and that is area code 810 724-3223. Now you're only leaving your first name, what you're concerned about, and trusting that God delivers because he is the only one that can make guarantees. And if you have what it takes to call for it, I've got it what it takes to ask him for you, for you. You can absolutely go directly to God yourself, 100%. Go as you are. If you are a person who is upset and angry and swearing, then go exactly like that. Because showing up frustrated and, frankly, pissed off, he's just pleased you're showing up. Exactly. I mean, it shows that you want answers. Exactly. And, and I, I've Be been... you. Oh, Be you. Be. I've been there, done that. You know what I mean? So, I, I, again, thank you for listening uh, to me. That's the story of New Ark Ministry. 
or Ministries. You can find it on Facebook, so you should be looking for New Ark, A-R-K, Ministries for Animals. That's what's going to get you to the Facebook page. If you wish to uh, message us there, you can do that, and um, we'll respond to each and every call uh, as, as far as uh, the Facebook goes. But as far as the prayer line, those calls will not be uh, returned. Yep. Uh, we There's our time. Well, we're winding down here. Let me see if we cancel. Good luck working that phone. Stop, stop. (laughs) God, help me. Help me, help me, Jesus. (laughs) Go (laughs) bye-bye. A -a rink-a-dink, a -a rink-a-dink. Okay, uh, we've got just a few minutes. If you would, um, Polar Bear, if you've got something you want to add to any of that. I mean, you've witnessed me for a number of years, even though you've been separated out on your own, on your own accord for a number of years. You know, I'm just glad to have you back in this new adventure with this podcast, and thank you. To, to, you know, the Lake Orion Neighborhood Television. Oh, yes. Bless them. For, this is a wonderful experience. I feel so honored to be here. Please look them up. You guys can oh, do this, yeah. too. This is, it's awesome. I've never been in one of these studios before, or television studios. We chose to use the, yeah. the camera so you get a get a load of the antics here because we're <laughs> hoping to step up our game. I mean, <laughs> she she brought a, ba- a baby. Let me see if I can. can you, yeah. Oh, yeah, they can see it through there. So just. Here, no, you're holding it. They can see it. You don't have to turn around. No, no, they already, now they lose it. Just keep it in front of you. Because the camera's, lo- there you go. There you go. Cute little polar bear. Okay, that being said, we're just going to uh, close this down and thank you very much and have a blessed day. We look forward to talking with you again. We can uh, figure this out. Is it? You know what we can do? What else can we do here? There's a little button here that does something fun. Oh, no, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. (laughs) 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 Afraid I'll pick the wrong one. Sorry about that. Uh Uh-oh, my phone flew away. And we're rambling, but we're winding down. I love you guys. There's a a little thing up there you're going to do. You're rambling also, not just me. One thing I was thinking about was the remote. I didn't need the remote. I didn't need to waste all that time calling to the, I mean, I could have just went out and unlocked that garage and been on my way, and I wouldn't have been running behind. No, but you were a whirling dervish. I know. I was, was, put a, was like a fly for. like a fly on its back, just spinning around. Yeah, Satan, get off me. Okay, that's yeah. exactly right. So that's let's like say Satan, this for the me. for the people listening, and we've got a couple of seconds here. We are going to cast Satan off anyone that is having a, an illness, depression, anger, anxiety, suicide, uh, lack of money, confusion. That is nothing more than the enemy. There's only two teams down here. We belong on the winning team. We were born on the winning team, and I'm casting evil, wicked, mean, and nasty, and Satan off of each and every one that is struggling. You deserve to prosper, and we are here for you. We are Snow Horse and the Polar Bear.